Charlie Wright is an investment advisor representative with PartnerVest Advisory Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. The views and opinions expressed by our guests are for informational purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the views of PartnerVest Advisory Services, LLC, or Charlie Wright. PartnerVest and our guests are unaffiliated companies. No information in this discussion is intended to provide investment, tax, or legal advice to any person, nor is it an offer to sell any security. Welcome to the Strategic Investor. Join us as we interview some of the world's most productive asset managers and uncover sophisticated and unique investment strategies in the markets. Here is your host, Charlie Wright. Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net. Today is January 15, 2015. I'm Charlie Wright and we're here with Bill Sherman of the Sherman Sheet. Bill is the founder and owner of W.E. Sherman and Company, publishers of the Sherman Sheet. And he talks to us from their headquarters in St. Louis. Bill, welcome to Strategic Investor Radio. Well, thanks, Charlie. It's a pleasure to be visiting with you today. Okay. Well, we hope it is for the entire time. So, Bill, would you uh, start out with give us, giving us some of your background? I understand that you are an investment uh, manager. And uh, if you would tell us about your background and then uh, how what the Sherman Sheet is all about and how it started and the like here. Sure, Charlie. Thanks. Uh, my own background is as an engineer. Uh, I'm a graduate of uh, Washington U after having gone through um, the engineering program as a co-op engineering student with General Motors. And after uh, graduation with a mechanical engineering degree, uh, went to work for them and subsequent to them, International Harvester. And along the way, I was given the task of automating a dynamometer test cells for V8 engines at uh, the truck division of International Harvester. And that automation was in, uh, in the early 70s. And uh, basically, I had to craft it out of uh, out of boards that and other electronic pieces of gear that I bought from an outfit called Digital Equipment, which was the number one provider of industrial type computers in that day. And I liked it so much and enjoyed it so much that I decided to switch my engineering affiliation, became a software engineer, and went to work eventually for Digital Equipment, and uh, really had a, a fine career arc with them, which. Uh, culminated in my being assigned to a large-scale project for the currency trading operations at the Hong Kong-Shanghai Bank in Hong Kong, London, and New York. And I enjoyed that so much that I uh, developed a further specialization, not just software, but software for investing and trading. And when uh, digital equipment wanted to send me back to the Pentagon, where they had had me before, I said, nah, uh, I, I would rather stay in the investing area, and how about if I become a consultant to you? And that began that began uh, 30-some years ago in the, as a way of becoming a consultant to and provider of research information to investors and traders and institutional types. And I, and I should say here that uh, we didn't then and still don't do any, any business with individual investors, but rather we are a, a large provider of research information uh, and trading and investing strategies to folks like yourself, Charlie, who are, and that's how we know one another, who are in the business of bringing the best possible investment strategies and risk management to their clients. We provide that information to 
investment advisors such as yourself who then craft it to be specifically appropriate for individual investors. Okay. And so we, Go ahead. And we provide we provide that information to um, a large number of investment advisors who are progressive around the country, around North America, actually Canada too, who feel the need to provide risk management in addition to uh, simply returns from the uh, from investing in order to meet their clients' retirement and investing goals. Uh-huh. And I think that kind of distinguishes us where where we have developed a very strong niche over the years is in providing risk-managed strategies, which on the upside will tend to uh, equal or outperform the markets in good years, but protect against the savagery that can be visited upon us during bad years, like 2001 and two, or 2008 and nine, et cetera. Okay, and so... We always... Rec- mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so Bill, uh, tell us a little about the, the, the kind of information that the Sherman Sheet provides. Sure. Well, I think uh, to understand it in context, I, I should say right at the outset that we don't have any idea where the market is going. You know, when you think of investment research, uh, you think of getting um, insights from a guru or a wizard of Wall Street who will tell you with great precision uh, what's going to be the best performing assets in the future and where the market's going, et cetera. And we don't, we don't do that because we have no idea. The truth is nobody does. And then if anybody tells you they do, they're, they're a liar or a fool or more likely think you're the fool. But nobody knows where the market is going. Uh, but we do know a couple of things, and those couple of facts, those couple of truths, are those truths from which everything else is derived. And those truths, Charlie, are that, number one, Although we don't know where the market's going, we sure know how it's going to get there. And it's going to get there by trending, because the history of the market is a long series of uptrends and downtrends, uh, none of which can be predicted in advance, but all of which can be identified once they arrive. And so first, the first half of what we do and the research that we provide is identifying newly arrived changes in trend from uptrend to downtrend or downtrend to uptrend. Uh, we're very effective at doing that, and that allows uh, us to basically execute what is a six-word strategy, and that's profit in uptrends and protect in downtrends. Uh, and that gives rise to uh, the uh, the other half of the information that we provide, which is the construction of portfolios that take advantage of the other fact of the market, which is that along the way, wherever the market's going along the way, there will be outperformers and underperformers, and we choose to build our portfolios that we recommend from outperformers only and leave underperformers alone. So as an example, we've not had much international at all, in fact, for more than a year, none in our portfolios uh, because internationals have not deserved to be in portfolios. I think of ourselves as being like a baseball manager sitting in the dugout carefully watching everything that's going on and uh, thinking in our minds, you know, who are we going to put on the field for the next inning or the next game? And we only want to put on the field those players that deserve to be out there. And those underperformers, on the other hand, are going to be riding the bench. And that is a dramatic contrast, Charlie, to the more usual strategic asset allocation kind of let's build a pie chart that has some internationals, that has some bonds, that has some large cap, that has some mid cap, that has some small cap. Um, maybe some other alternative assets like precious metals, 
uh, in it, regardless of whether they deserve to be there or not, simply because there's some feeling that, by golly, they ought to be there. And the truth is that they shouldn't be there when they don't deserve to be, but it takes vigilance, and we provide that vigilance, and we provide the information uh, every day to our advisors about which asset classes should be represented in client portfolios and which should be shunned, which should be ignored, which should be not represented in portfolios. Okay, so the combination Bill. of those two uh, gives the sum of our service, and everything else is just detail, and that is trend identification and portfolio uh, component recommendations. I see. A couple of questions here. Uh, number one, do you identify only markets, or do you get involved in particular stock selections? Uh, we stay away from stock selections, individual stocks, uh, but we uh, but we get involved with uh, every single ETF and mutual fund and uh, REIT fund, et cetera, out in the world. Um, so, and the reason we stay away from stocks, individual stocks, is that they are quite risky, actually, because they carry what is known in the business as single stock risk, and that's the risk of a blow up of some sort. Uh, you might remember ten years ago the blow up or more more than 10 years ago now, the blow-up at Enron and WorldCom, and there have been dozens in between, uh, with that single company risk, or even the risk that you bought Apple when it was at 700 and then waited two years for it to get back there, that single company risk that is idiosyncratic or uniquely identified with that single company, and that's a very large risk, and we prefer not to shoulder that risk, and so we prefer to invest in ETFs and mutual funds and, and recommend there. And that's particularly appropriate for a very large focus of our uh, of our service, which is advising uh, the financial advisors on the positions and the portfolios that should be taken in 401k plans and retirement plans that their clients are in uh, are participants in, you know, because they there there are no single stocks; they're all mutual funds or ETFs, mutual funds mostly, and we uh, we advise on thousands of 401k plans around the country every week for our advisor subscribers who then craft that information into specific recommendations uh, for their clients who are participants in those 401k plans. Okay, and Bill, let, let me ask you a second question here. You talk about trend following. Uh, what yes. time frame do you look at for doing the trend following? Is it the previous week, the previous three months, the previous year? What is it? All of the above. Uh, we look at uh, at a variety of time frames, um, but we look at those characteristics of market activity that are most associated with the time frame of months to years as being the time frame during which a, a trend will play out. Uh, in our business, that time frame is called the cyclical time frame. Cyclical bulls and cyclical bears is what economists call them. But those are we we love trends that we can identify that we expect to play out in the months to years time frame because that gives us plenty of time to react to that, uh, to position ourselves correctly and, most importantly, to profit from it. Uh, and when we are in a trend, we are not in any hurry to get out of it. We, we uh, hold our positions uh, and you know, we update our positions quarterly but hold our exposure to the market just as long as that trend, uh, as that trend will last, uh, for example. We were in the market continuously from March of 2003 till January of 2008, fully exposed to the market because that was a cyclical bull trend that lasted for uh, almost five years. 
then we were out of the market from January of 2008 till May of 2009, and have been almost continuously in the market uh, since uh, May of 2009 to enjoy this continuous uptrend that we've been in since. And so the combination of uh, protecting from the downtrends and profiting from full exposure to the uptrends has really done uh, benefit to us. Okay, well, congratulations for doing that because uh, so many people got out of the market after 2008 and didn't have the stomach uh, to be able to continue to do that. So if, sure. I were to, if I were to kind of describe what you guys do, you, follow, you, you measure the performance of various markets and sectors and you identify those that are in an uptrend or a flat trend or a downtrend, and you send that information out to advisors uh, on a daily basis. That is correct. That's a, that's a very good high overview. Okay. And then together with that, you show uh, the construction of portfolios that you can recommend because of these trend movements that you would recommend in terms of which sectors are moving faster or more with greater momentum or moving down with greater momentum than others so that you can say if you want to invest in S&P 500, here are the three sectors that are moving the fastest, that kind of thing. Uh, yes, that's right. And sometimes fast isn't as really as important as consistently. For example, uh, last year uh, we recommended the inclusion of utility, the utilities sector and the healthcare sector. Healthcare was moving fast, but utilities were moving the most consistently positively, and they made our recommendation list uh, continuously last year in 2014 and very profitably. Yes. And uh, ordinarily, you wouldn't think of utilities as being. Uh, you know, academic theory says that uh, staples, healthcare, utilities, and telecom are defensive sectors. Right. Yet the market was up uh, a small double-digit amount last year, um, and sure enough, at the top of the leaderboard were utilities and healthcare. So we we don't care about what ought to be, according to academic theory. We we definitely care about what is, uh, and we we refer to that whole strain of thinking as fact-based investing. And we ignore the prognosticators who say it can't be that way. And instead, if it is, we're there to take advantage of it. Now, these are for equities. How about for fixed income investments? Do you focus on those at all? Uh, we do. We have a, a fixed income recommendations that are published every day. And they uh, cover both asset classes of fixed income and individual recommendations right down to fixed income mutual funds and ETFs uh, that are that are contained in retirement plans or mutual fund companies or variable annuities, etc. Okay, Paul, we're going to stop now for a short break. So you're listening to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio. We're talking with Bill Sherman of the Sherman Sheet, and we'll be right back. According to the consulting firm Strategic Capital Allocation Group, every decade since 1900 has experienced at least one bear market, and several have experienced as many as three. So how do we protect our principal from these declines without missing the gains when prices rise? At Strategic Investor Radio, we interview asset managers with unique strategies designed to both protect and grow your investments. Investing is not rocket science. It's rocket fuel if you know how to harness it. For podcasts of our interviews, please visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. And now back to Charlie and his guest. 
Hello, welcome back to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net. We're talking with Bill Sherman of the Sherman Sheet in St. Louis, Missouri. So, Bill, every single... Well, first of all, let's summarize what what you're offering here. You have a trend-following system where you measure on a daily basis the trends over a variety and a number of time periods of various markets and sectors and you send out information regarding that to advisors and those advisors take that information and then can invest accordingly so that's a a a decent description right there correct yes and we provide them with uh, sample portfolios that are that are widely used uh, that embed that information and those recommendations already so we have ready-to-go portfolios and do you have more long-term portfolios and and more short-term portfolios for people who are more inclined to invest once a month and long-term for people inclined to invest to make changes you know three or four times a year Uh, yes Uh, the more active uh, are updated monthly and those involve sectors because sectors can jump around quite a bit and we need to pay attention to them and not go longer than a month in between uh, reallocations. And for the longer term, we believe that uh, that you should at least touch up the portfolio, uh, make changes even if they're just around the edges, on at least a quarterly basis, which would be four times a year. Okay. And that also dovetails nicely with uh, the uh, retirement plan, uh, the, the government mandates the retirement plan investors be able to at least make four transfers a year among their selections in their 401k, for example. Uh, and so doing a quarterly uh, touch-up of their portfolios using our guidance through their advisor works out really well. And so there are people who have 401k plans who are dependent upon the information that you send out in order to know if they should be invested in large cap stocks or small cap stocks or a por- how much, what portion in fixed income, etc. Is that correct? Sure. Yes, that's correct. And okay. it doesn't go directly to them. Of course, it goes to right. their advisor. Uh, uh, and there, we have great examples of how effective that is. For example, in, in 2010, just a few years ago, uh, mid-caps and small-caps doubled the performance of large-caps. But last year, and through much of 2013 as well, and last year in particular, large-caps doubled the performance of smalls and mids. So nothing is forever. Things are always changing. And it is uh, very profitable over the long haul to make those uh, to trim your sales in order to adjust to the prevailing winds, whatever they might be. And the only thing we know for sure is that the prevailing winds tomorrow are likely to be a bit different than they are today. So, Bill, I have found with uh, trend-following systems that the market condition that is least favorable to those systems is a choppy market because we have a tendency to get up as it get in as it rises and then get out after it falls, and so we're getting in and out at the wrong time. How do you deal with that, and how productive has your stra- have your strategies been in choppy market environments? Pretty good, actually. We have a pretty pretty wide uh, margin there, and fortunately, among uh, domestic and international assets, it's pretty darn rare for everything to be in a choppy market and nothing going. Uh, so, if, if international is strongly trending, we'll uh, we'll put a, a big portion of assets there. But if international has become flat and choppy, uh, and that's a good example. The emerging market index for the last four years has been choppy and go nowhere. 
the Chinese index for six years was choppy and go nowhere, and if we were forced to be in it, we too would have been chopped up by that uh, by that activity, false breakouts, et cetera. But because we aren't forced to be in it, we just ignore the whole market segments that are in that choppy state and concentrate on those that aren't. The last time everything was in a go-nowhere state was between 1977 and 1981. And I think that most people would agree that if that kind of a choppy state only comes around every 40 years or so, we can probably live with it. Okay, so... uh uh, tell us, uh, what keeps you awake at night? Where do you see your system being vulnerable? Well, the choppy condition in which everything, there's no uh, no place to turn, uh, is an example of that. Uh, but there's, I'd like to think that we are prepared for uh, for any eventuality that is a natural occurrence of the market. However, there are always unnatural occurrences. There was 9-11 here in the States. Yesterday saw an unnatural occurrence that bankrupted many, many traders and many investment firms as well, when the Swiss National Bank, called the SNB, announced unilaterally that it was lifting its peg to the euro for the Swiss franc. That caused the euro to jump 30 to 40% in an instant, in two seconds, and just that movement bankrupted many individual traders, not investors, I wouldn't call them investors, but the individual traders who were highly leveraged. You can do currency trading at 20 to 50 times leverage and wipe them out instantly, and they owe tons of money now to the brokerages, which, because they are unlikely to collect on much of it, have de- several have declared bankruptcy just overnight. So external events uh, bother me. Uh, there are, in, the, in our normal investing, uh, there are very few areas that can be just obliterated by government fiat. Uh, currencies is one of them, and that's the reason why we don't do currencies. Uh, because they they are subject to just government fiat and and you can get smashed like they are, but in the normal equity market, um, there are geopolitical terror kind of events that uh, that nobody can prepare for or be uh, or be fully protected from, except for the knowledge that all the, all manner of those events have in the past quickly resolved themselves. For example, the 9/11 attack resulted in a plunge in the markets for about a month, followed by one of the strongest rallies in the whole decade of 2000 through 2009 that recovered all of the 9-11 damage that was done. You know, the, the only lasting damage is done by investors to themselves who panic and sell out at the bottom uh, and, uh, and aren't sufficiently confident of their strategy to let it play out and recover and go on to new highs. Uh huh. So uh, I don't think we covered when you when uh, the Sherman sheet began, Bill. Oh, sure. And it's uh, well, it evolved, and like a toddler learning to walk and ride a bike, and then uh, all the way through adulthood, we went from being consultants. Um, my partner John Scott and I went from being consultants to institutions on on software projects for trading. Uh, to giving uh, individual in, or investment advice to those institutions. We were asked to create portfolios for a number of institutions and did and became sub-advisors, as they're known in the business, to those uh, institutions. On a personal basis, my wife is, uh, is handicapped. Uh, she has multiple sclerosis and rheumatoid arthritis. And one of the unfortunate features of having institutions as clients is that they require you to travel all the time doing road shows and visiting with their clients. And in the early 2000s, uh, I was no longer 
willing to leave my wife. I'm her chief caregiver. She's uh, wheelchair-bound and needs a lot of care. And I'm her chief caregiver and uh, would no longer travel. And that meant that something had to to happen. Happily, the rise of the Internet gave rise to our next phase, which was bringing our investment advice no longer only to institutions, but to a wide audience of individual investment advisors, uh, such as yourself, uh, which has been a much happier thing for us. Uh, now we have, instead of a handful of, of large clients, each of whom thinks they're God, uh, we have many, many individual advisor clients, all of whom are very nice people, such as yourself, uh, and not nearly as uh, afflicted with a God complex as, as institutional <laughs> guys are that we used to deal with. And so uh, the business evolved in, in the 2003 and four time frame, away from being on the road 200 days a year, uh, to offering uh, our services via the Internet and email and uh, webinars and such to investment advisors. Uh, and for that uh, fortuitous turn of events that, uh, that allowed for my personal uh, situation to be accommodated, uh, I'm forever indebted to the Internet. Well, okay, so about uh, 2003, 2004. So you have a track record that I presume is available uh, for people to be able to see? Uh, yes, uh, we don't uh, make information available to individual investors, only through their advisors. So any individual investors listening, if they're interested in a, in having their advisor explore what we do, uh, that would be the way to, way to do it through them. Okay. Uh, and, and we deal very deeply with uh, investment advisors, but we don't compete with them, and we don't, uh, we don't deal with individual mm-hmm. investors. So through advisors, yes, we've got all manner of information going back to 1999. Okay. And uh, what is your contact information in case people have questions or would like to contact you directly? Sure. Uh, well, unfortunately, we don't, take, we don't have conversations with individual investors. But you may uh, be able to recommend do, them to somebody, uh, you know, depending uh, yes, on yes, where they are do. on the line uh, here. We are at thesshermansheet.com. Easy to find us on the Internet. Right. And you can contact us uh, through the website. There's a contact uh, ability and a phone number there, which is 888-957-3438. And we'll be happy to recommend uh, an investment advisor nearest to you. And we have clients that are all over the country, so there's very likely to be someone near you. Uh, Or yourself, Charlie. Uh, I would uh, highly recommend you to individual investors in your area. Okay, and in addition, if there anyone has any questions, they're welcome to contact us at info at strategicinvestorradio.com and happy to pass along any information about the Sherman Sheet. So any final comment here for uh, people to know and understand about the Sherman Sheet here, Bill? Well, our, our philosophy is that there's risk and reward. Both can be managed. Uh, unfortunately, buy and hold investing is unmanaged on the risk side, and we think that as 2008 demonstrated to every adult investor now living, uh, there is the, the risk side cannot simply be ignored. Uh, and so our advisors implement risk-managed strategies for their clients uh, that will allow us to achieve the gains that the market has to offer while actively managing the downside so we're not slaughtered by it. Well, and you you would have no arguing from here that uh, buy and hold may have had its day, uh, but it certainly that day has passed. So, Bill, thank you very much for joining us here on Strategic Investor Radio. We've been talking with Bill Sherman of the Sherman Sheet. 
founder and owner of W.E. Sherman and Company, publishers of the Sherman Sheet. They're in St. Louis, Missouri. Bill, thank you very much, and best of luck to you and all of us in investing, and like to thank all of our listeners to listening today and wish them happy investing. You've been listening to The Strategic Investor, your source for compelling investment strategies from some of the most productive asset managers in the industry. For unique investment strategies, visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. Investing is not rocket science. Charlie Wright is an investment advisor representative with PartnerVest Advisory Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. The views and opinions expressed by our guests are for informational purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the views of PartnerVest Advisory Services, LLC, or Charlie Wright. PartnerVest and our guests are unaffiliated companies. No information in this discussion is intended to provide investment, tax, or legal advice to any person, nor is it an offer to sell any security.